This episode of the Granddad's Basement Podcast is a throwback conversation of the Granddad's Basement Podcast. Uh, if you listen to the Vetacular Veterans Day podcast, you got a chance to meet Mr. Ian O'Hearn, one of my main mans in them, one of the founders of Vet Check Thursday. And uh, as you found out in that podcast, you know, he is the co-host of the Granddad's Basement podcast. And I'm just holding it down until uh, until he's got some time in his schedule to, to make some room. He's got a, he's got a whole lot going on. But uh, uh, yeah, this is uh, now that you've met him, you know, we, we had a conversation back in May. It's surrounding mental health, uh, my mental health. You know, Ian chimes in with some stories and and some experiences he's had as well. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. We were just sitting back, kicking it back uh, back before uh, last summer kicked off in the heat. And uh, also, as I, I think back to the uh, the Veterans Day uh, vet cast. I didn't give a special shout out as I wanted to to two local establishments in Tucson that I uh, that I frequent and love being a patron of, and that's Ken's Hardwood Barbecue, a uh, barbecue that makes me feel like I'm at home most definitely, and I'm looking forward to getting Ken in the basement, and also Al J's Tavern. Both these places are on 22nd on the east side of Tucson between Craycroft and Swan. Uh, those are those those are my jammies, man. Uh, both veteran owned, operated, locally owned. Uh, family operated. It's just you know, it's my kind of my kind of places. Most definitely, you know, most beautiful. But yeah, kick back, relax, enjoy uh, enjoy the conversation. Ian and I had uh, uh, right on. I hope you get to learn a little bit about uh, more about what we got going on. Uh, check out www.granddadsbasement.com. Uh, feel free to reach out. It's granddadsbasement at gmail.com. Uh, right on. Everybody, be cool. Enjoy the episode. How does this make you feel? So deep. How does sound bites make you feel? Oh man, like I want to redo them. <laughs> like there's some good ones, but I like. Uh... I like them. We gotta figure out an intro though. If that, I don't know if that's the song or not, but I don't know if you know if we can. Uh... What fair use is for that? Chunk up the deuce by Lil Kiki. Fucking A, man. We're hot. We're we're hot. We're on. Yeah. Good, good to see you. Yeah, I know, man. I'm sorry. I've been a little busy. <clears throat> no, man. I, I get it. But shit, you missed some stuff, dude. You've been gone for... When's the last time... Uh, let's see. I saw you yesterday. We see each other... Outside of the basement, we see each other enough. Yeah, it's just, dude, it's been hard to commit to get over here, and that sucks because I feel like I got ninety thousand things going on. Even planning, I'm still like, oh fuck. So that's why I'm happy. I got things set up. I got this. This is finally. I mean, I feel refreshed being right. like the basements. Like we're good. We're we're on site now. This is. Do my sunglasses bother you? This is finally. You know what? I'm half barbecued, man. I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, you put those on a while ago, and I forgot. Do you want to see my blue eyes? Huh? Do you want to see mine? I already see yours. Then we, we might as well just gaze into each other's. Hell yeah! Beautiful, beautiful blue eyes. We got them goofy ears. No, it feels good to uh, to have this uh, this place finally set up. And I did that over the past past couple weeks as well. Just it's been good. It's dope. I really like it. I like the setup. It feels comfortable. We're not like holding mics and burlap sacks. <sighs> if you know only we never even captured any of that. I know. So 
That's crazy. I mean, we could recreate it. Fuck that. <laughs> I don't want to go back Listen, there. just know, people, that we came from the bottom and now we're here. Okay? We started so, so low. But it's good to have you back in the basement, man. Straight oh. up. I mean, like, not only... Not only, I mean, we saw each other yesterday, but I don't think I saw you for two weeks. You are, you were, uh, you were busy. Yep. Wifey was in town, mm-hmm. so that's that's great. Good fa- I, family time. Then for, I went out for of town week, too. Isolated, and then yeah, then you dipped where it was Mrs. Mississippi. Mississippi. So down in Biloxi, the, the lovely, dirt. lovely Biloxi. Did the you dirty the, dirt. Did you restand off installation? Fuck no, dude. They you were staying his... on installation. Did you eat at the club? No. Oh. so club no, there is pretty good, dude. I wasn't Biloxi. I was staying at Gulfport. They're right by each other. I was staying at the guard base, naval, oh. NCTC, oh. shit, yeah. You're on the other side of Pass Road. For sure, I don't fucking know. It was pretty much straight shot, wasn't it? Straight shot down Pass Road, gate to gate. I thought. No. I don't know. Oh, well, it's I know where it's at, though. Yeah. The direction it's in. Yeah, like we could go straight down a couple rights and a left, and we could be right at the water. And then take a left, goes to Biloxi, take a right, goes towards fucking somewhere else. I don't know. It was shitty, dude. Like, I had a roommate, you know. It was, Bunk beds? Uh, no, we had two full-size beds. It, they are in dorms. It just, it sucked. That is cramping a grown-ass man style. You know, I've been in long enough. I figured I'd probably earn my own fucking room at this point. But. That's one of those things where I don't mind not being in anymore. There was some stuff, uh, Some there was, so engineering and installation was very specific Tr- uh, career field in the Air Force. Like, there's only 14 of the unit, 15 of the units, 14 of them are National Guard. It's very specialized, very specific. Dudes climbing up on towers, making right. making the signal transmit. No making calm, rain, you know no calm, no bomb up there, not for real, but they're frying their nut sacks as well. But the training for it, since it's so small, isolated, it's in one really small spot in Pennsylvania on a guard base. And like, I had to go there one time. I got really lucky. I was the last person to sign up. There was an odd number of people to sign up. So you got up, your own room. And I was the only one to go from my unit. So I got real lucky yeah. in a room with two bunk beds, one sink, and then a Jack and Jill bathroom to the other suite. So I still had to share the toilet and the shower. And those boys knocked, locked me out a few times. But I was, I was there for like 10 days. I think that was the only time I went there. Yeah, I was there for a week. So we had our own bathroom, but it was me and this dude. I know him. You know, like I work with him and shit. You know, he's a master tech, whatever, which was fine. And like my recruiters were, you know, right down for me. Dude is just... I'm used to uh, the active duty side to where when we did our conferences like that, we were staying in fucking Hilton's and Marriott's and shit with my own room, suites. They're off season, so they're cheaper, but it was fucking nice. You know what I mean? Yeah, forget all that nonsense. I mean, and that's very... (laughs) It seems spoiled to say. It's Gucci. But, like, come on, man. Like, that's what... Hey, bro, that's our recruiting life in active duty with that Gucci shit. Yeah, and I would think... Down here being such a, a large installation and guard getting, they have funds, state funds as well, that you, they hook you up a little bit better. But my experience well, is the same in the guard, so I guess I'm not surprising it is. Well, the, the other part of that is if it was just my unit that went, it was everybody from across the nation. Every recruiter from every single state, every flight yeah, chief, they were probably it was a everybody. Overflow on oh, base. It was, no, they had plenty because there's like five or six dorms. Keesler's huge. If that wasn't Keesler, it's NTC, Naval Training Center, something. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, guard. I still thought you were at Keesler, though. No. Just like they would host you generously. Nope. Nope. It was, actual, generous it was an actual guard base. <clears throat> so, anyways, before. Uh, 
before we recorded last time. Yes. So a few weeks ago at this point. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I'm glad to get you back here. You asked me a question. And along the lines of, man, you uh, you ever have any just depression or anything like that? And I just real confidently, I was like, nah, man, really ne- never have. Yeah. And then right after that, my kid was born. And I hit some postpartum, like you're in the hospital, doing a thing, going through the motions, get home. You know, I had like a week off work yeah. and kind of just getting used to having a new human in the house. And, you know, we keep G on his schedule. Right. And things are, things, you know, they're, they're going well. Like we're, but I felt just on muscle memory, going through the motions. And he's, the baby, he sleeps okay. Like it's not, I mean, Megan has to get up and feed him every few right, hours. Right. And, you know, that's the life of a breastfeeding woman. I, I can't even empathize with it. I, I don't can't know. Really it, it, to it sucks. Yeah. Can't I, I'm, relate I'm to sorry it. that that's what happens and that right. just kind of is what it is. So I'm, you know, doing my thing, but I was, you know, looking at the mountains and, you know, if you know me, I'm just the Catalinas will capture me and like in my chest bones, like it's, ah, I feel yeah. something when I'm driving North, yeah. you know, through the East side of Tucson and that feeling had escaped me. Like it was just gone. And I was just, just I felt going through the motions. I was all in complete muscle memory. People were still making comments though. Oh, you're, oh, you're cheery for this early in the morning. And all I, my, the immediate thought was I'm dying inside. You know, maybe not quite that bad. Right. And, but I do, I'm glad that I can pull that off because I need, still need to have business work out. Yeah. So I'm glad that I could still function and get through it. But I was just, and dying inside was, you know, a little uh, hyperbolic there. Like I, when you asked me that and I dismissed that, so I had been in such a good mental place for some years. And I just f- forgot, I think, Honestly, a little bit of where I came from, at least on an emotional state, to make me where I am today. I, right. there's, I was having a conversation with this guy, and we came to this type of... Re- he, I can't remember the way he phrased it. Stop bumping the mic! Sorry. The way, uh, the way we... The conclusion we came after a little back-and-forth conversation was anybody who can have a very high output, high energy, can right. change the presence of a room, is, you know, smiling, and just at all appearances having a good time has a matching 180, a matching low. Yeah, if you yeah. could come in high, the only way that you had that is to have a matching low. For sure. You, just some type of emotion in your life, something you could tap into, you know, could, could be a rock bottom or a version of rock bottom right. or just some stuff that happened. And I was glad I was able to put that out, but having been in like a high for so long, things had just been going well. Right, right, just right. in life, and I was getting take, getting breaks and getting lucky, and things were able to slide into place to where I am today. And then all of a sudden, I just felt detached, right, right, and a, a little bit numb. And it's like, crazy though, isn't it? Yeah, like I saw the sunset. I still remember what it looked like, which is wild. It Sorry. was purple and blue with the sun setting like every every sunset in tucson every day is a, a little bit different the For colors sure. are the colors are a little bit different and this was just and they're always the, amazing yeah but sometimes you have those ones that you're just like dude fuck yesterday was overcast and i was driving west at sunset 
that uh, we got a pizza. It was yeah. just one corner right out. And the sun was setting over the Tucson's. That was yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. So from here, it was an overcast sky hazy yeah. with the mountains you could see and the sun just going down yeah. as I'm driving a mile. It might, I don't even think it's a mile to the Safeway from here. Yeah. So, but to see that, I'm, and I'm holding the baby when this happens. Like, I see this beautiful sunset a few weeks back, and I'm just like, oh, well, I wish I felt better to really enjoy that. And I right, literally right. looked, that was the right. thought in my head because I was very aware of it. For sure. And I was so easily, you know, I looked back on things just that whole week of just downtroddenness. I was looking back and internalizing and reflecting just life and it was right, so right. easy to as a kid bounce it off as that okay it's a kid like i'm moving around all the time you know i'm you know i sh- don't have a father figure like at all so okay i think your resiliency level as a child is a lot different than what it is now because one you're a child and you're worried about for the most part from my perspective i can't say every every child is this way but your responsibilities and your scope what you have going on in your life is at a very small level as compared to now. Yeah, what's normal is what you know. Right, <clears throat> exactly. So, but to look back on, and really, like, I was really tapping in. Music, podcasts, off, just windows, well, depending on the weather, but up or down, and just, just riding through Tucson, just handling my daily yeah. business, just thinking, yeah. internally reflecting, like, what the fuck is going on? And I remember as a kid, like, having moments of, of sadness, but at the time it feeling normal. So it was easy to brush off for sure. And then like in high school, like getting, you know, back tight with my dad and like changing high schools and having a couple head injuries my senior year. Right. I, okay. It's easy to see. And, and puberty, like, okay. Hormones. It's easy to see where I'm feeling a little bit down. Like, uh, okay. And then going into the air force and fixing airplanes where we're just drinking and partying four to six nights a week, as I'm sure you were, as you were refueling the motherfuckers. Hell yeah. I mean, and that's how it goes. And that's the life. And that's what, how you want your aircraft mechanic hopped up on, you know, stimulants and alcohol, alcohol at night, stimulants in the day, you're going to make some airplanes fly and they're going to fly. Well, you want us cranked up, you know? So that's what we did. We got cranked up. And throughout that time though, it was easy to miss it. Just and I getting a DUI even early at 21 and still missing it as time goes by. I mean, there were some circumstances surrounding that, but it, right. it, like I got a DUI, like open your eyes, like hello, 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 hello. So and then to be pretty much for some years, like a solid five year run to feel just a lot, just feeling high, a lot of a lot of ups. And a lot of wins, a lot of, a lot of small victories, There's some losses, but the loud, you know, try to focus on the positive. Right. And for that postpartum to hit, or whatever the the father version of postpartum is to hit, like I, I just all of a sudden Friday hit, and I smoke two blunts, and I don't smoke that much. Like my marijuana intake is a little bit in the morning, like a that's it, a little bit in the morning. Uh, a little bit in the afternoon. And if I have something big going on in the daytime, like a meeting, you know, maybe before if it makes sense or if I have time. Like just to, to clear the mind real quick with some sativa because it's very mind-stimulating, focus, kind of go. Right. Like make make some shit happen. Like don't reorganize, smoke some sativa, go reorganize the garage. For sure. Shit. So 
two, but I smoked two blunts, and I used to smoke blunts heavy, heavy, Mr. Swisher. Like, so I was like, well, let me just try. Because last time I was, I was like nauseous and uh, I smoked some indica and it made me feel better. So I was like, well, let me just try actually some medicine and see what we can do here. Smoked two blunts on Friday. Bam. And over the course of the day, like I, fat ones, like it, like it takes a minute, like smoke half one. Yeah. And then go a few hours later, smoke another, the other half. And then at night, same thing. So Saturday, same thing. Sunday, same thing. So I'm high, just. All weekend, just that I was like, I'm hoping that marijuana will let me internalize and reflect on everything that I've thought out the past week and a half, two weeks, and I can capitalize on it and overcome it. And like, because after Megan said it in the beginning, she goes, Are you okay? That was a trigger. Like, oh, I am totally going through the motions. Let me start fucking thinking about some shit. So right. then I talk to her like, yep, I actually am depressed. And then I get to this part where I just blaze my fucking brain out. Right. So Sunday night hits and I'm like, okay, that's fucking six blunts over three days. I smoke two blunts a day. That's like a lot for me. There's some people like right now laughing like, that's like and then, then there's people who don't smoke like, I don't even know how, like, to, how to gauge that. But Are they like cigarettes? Or like, <sighs> is that like a vape thing? Com- completely and entirely. So uh, I get to Sunday, and then Monday I go back to just regular routine. Wake up in the, and so that's my baseline normal, and I'm I feel I feel fine. Right. Like I feel like okay, right on. So I do kind of believe in the medicinal aspects of, sure. of marijuana, like sativa. Like it's known to treat depression. Now you can misuse the plant if you're just a recreational smoker. Or you're in a place where it's not legal. You know, I'm a medical marijuana card holder. Right. So, if, but if you're in a place where it's not legal, you know, and you're just getting something off the street and you don't know what it is, and you like are trying to treat depression or something, and you get some indica, and then you might just want to go to sleep and get the munchies, and that maybe not the best thing for your depression. Mm-hmm. So, utilize it properly. Like I'm fortunate, I'm in a medically legal state. There's people who don't have that issue, but so when it comes to the depression and and feeling like that, like. I don't know. I feel real positive, and I know I'm kind of going on a left field on this, but the the depression, like to be able to recognize it and find a way to kind of I don't want to say overcome, because when I look back on it, having felt like this throughout my whole life, you could say overcome and or deal with it. What well, not deal? Coping. Oh yeah, here you go. Coping is the best way to describe that type of situation because you can use coping for so many things, whether you're coping with stress or you're coping with anxiety or you're coping with the examples keep going, you know, and it's having that ability to cope, you know what I mean? And whatever it takes, my process is not similar at all. Well, it can't be. And well, Correct. One, it can't be. Two... Everybody goes through their own process in their head. Whatever they do to make themselves or try to make themselves. Some people can't because they don't know how or and or they don't want to. You know, or really sometimes it's the inability. Inability due to, that's what I was just thinking. Inability because they were never taught the skills or don't have the knowledge to know how to reach out for help or the the ignorance that there might be something wrong? Honestly, it could be all that. It could be, there's so many different factors with the inability to pinpoint it to one specific thing is very, very difficult. You know, it it could come down to somebody's personality. 
of their addictive nature and their behavior of why they're having a hard time. Do you believe in addictive nature? Oh, absolutely. I, I believe in addictive nature. I believe in addictive personalities. I don't have to be addicted to alcohol. You don't have to be addicted to marijuana, but we could have an addictive personality towards something else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? See, I, I was so as I as I was going back and tapping in throughout that whole that whole timeline. You said something to me one time too that like drugs are a little scary to you, and I sat back and I thought I was like, huh? I got a lot of drugs. Marijuana is not scary to me. I think it's no. phenomenal. Marijuana, not at all. Other things beyond marijuana. Yes, but in the same sense, I I was grazed that, and I I'm a firm believer in it. Alcohol is a drug too. Caffeine's a drug. Sugar's a drug for sure. I think and unregulated at that. Correct. Um, I really, I think marijuana can be a problem for sure for anybody at any time. It's I how, it's enjoy- how you use it. I enjoy. I feel like I use it regularly and positively for both recreational and medicinal benefits. For when, sure. when Saturday night UFC fights about to kick off, like that's recreational. From having a few beers, right. I'm sitting around. I'm at my house. I'm a responsible adult. Like I'm, I'm hanging out. Granted, there's still a medicinal benefit, you know. But in the day, that's all for focus, anti-stress, anti-anxiety. You know, to focus on the task at hand, and you know, feel. A little, feel a little loose, feel a little good. Yeah, I'm all right. So I know, I don't know if we've fully gone into detail. Probably not. We've mentioned, I do have an older half brother. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) So no, it's gonna tie in, and I'm not gonna go into full detail because it's a very long story. But basically, to sum it up, he was in and out of jail his whole entire life, drugs, so on and so forth. The story goes on and on and on. So he's out in a decent situation with his soon-to-be wife or now wife, one of the two. And he's in the state of Washington, and you can now, you know, legally grow weed. You can, Everything's legal, right? So, of course, it's kind of double-edged sword. So what is he doing? Well, he's growing marijuana. He's doing what he knows how to do, something drug-related. You know what I mean? So it's kind of mm-hmm. one of those, like, really? But it's legal. <laughs> yeah. It can't knock the hustle. So my mom hits me up a few weeks ago. She's like, have you seen him on Instagram? I'm like, no, mother, because I give two fucks about him. Point blank, period. So I was probably taking a shit one day. That's normally when I watch a lot of Instagram. And I go to his Instagram page. And, dude, you can just tell it's some older, middle-aged, 40-year-old guy trying to still trying to be cool and relevant. And he's doing massive bong rips. And his ba- and, and his garage and his man cave. And this is your brother. My brother. And he's doing dabs. Just like massive dabs with some is kid. He clearly like just like a forty year old. Oh, dude. If I old white dude. If I yes, dude. And he even says it. He's like old white guy. Listen to like old school hip hop. Like you know what I mean? Got glasses on and a black tank top. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just like you got to be fucking kidding me. And but he has like this kid that's in. And they're doing dabs with them and shit. And like, I don't know much about dabs. I've seen it. But, it's too much work for me, man. But honestly, it, it to me, it's it's that mentality of him. He doesn't want to do any hard drugs again, but he's going to take marijuana. You know what I'm saying? To get the absolute biggest high out of it that he can. 
you know, w- without maybe putting some crazy shit on it, but doing dabs. Got to make it strong. So that's abuse. I've, I've because of his personality, because that's all he's ever done. I've tried doing that stuff before, and it's just where I'm at right now today in my life. I am on the side of psilocybin, perhaps even microdosing for regular everyday right. medical use, and marijuana for everyday regular medical use. Right. Both as well recreation. For sure. So with that, I've tried dabs and wax and oils and yeah. all that briefly. Not for me. Not my thing. I feel it's disrespectful to the plant. Does it? I think it does. Grows. It heighten your high. I so because you kind of explained to me like I've smoked marijuana a handful of times and I've been high, but I don't know. I'm very ignorant to what dabs do, and I I understand the wax. And he would he take wax too. Like he's making his own wax. Like mm-hmm. he's doing all that. Like yeah. cool, awesome, cool guy. But it, again, like you said, he's abusing it because he's trying to get to a certain high. If I smoke a blunt, I am abusing. I feel to me, okay, for the way I respect the plant, the way it's grown, the right. way it comes naturally from this earth. I mean, why? Well, I mean, to an extent, there's people involved with watering and lighting. Right, and right, right, right. I, I get that, but a, a more or less natural substance that's tested and, and safe for for my. Once you start altering it and flipping it and really making it man-made, like, it starts becoming drugs to me. For sure. Like, and I don't do drugs. Like, I just don't. Like, so when you take it to that level, it's like, man, you're going through all that work, and it's fine how it is. Right. I know the way that I get down, I don't have tolerance issues, like, a pretty much baseline. Right. Throughout the day, like, <laughs> like one time, Megan started having a conversation with me, and I accidentally smoked some indica before dinner. Yeah. And I she was asking me like legitimate questions I should have had answers for. And just in conversation, like I just felt like an idiot. And that, <laughs> then I was like, "Oh, I I'm not going to smoke indica before dinner now even. Like I need to be cognizant of that so I can have a conversation with my wife and not be kind of mush-brained." Right. Like, and, and, uh, and out of it. Like, that she doesn't that's not her. She doesn't deserve that. That's you're not like, her, her fuck problem. yeah, it's big. She's like, what? It's in my pants. You're like, oh. she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah, it's huge. But I've a like, I I actually went through because when when you said like you're a little scared or something to that effect. No, in, I was. In that like, spirit, it, it it intimidates like, me and it scares me. Like <clears throat> anything outside of marijuana and alcohol. So I sat back and, and thought. I think if you need to be way more responsible with alcohol than. Than marijuana or caffeine. It, I, I agree. Say, I agree. I would 100%. Say, I would say mar- alcohol and sugar, as far as drugs that are illegal, since they're pretty much unregulated. I mean, alcohol is regulated to an extent on, I guess, percentages on it bottles. Is. I mean, it is regulated. Sure. Black and white, it's, it is regulated. <laughs> Sugar's not. But I think those two, they're both slow, long killers. Yes. But even if they weren't, Let's let's recategorize it with marijuana, which I hate doing. I hate categorizing alcohol and marijuana together because they're they're just not the same, not the same thing. Right. They're both intoxicants. You shouldn't use before doing stuff like driving, and you need to. Be, that's where you need to be careful with alcohol. But you need to really regulate yourself. I think I started with be careful. I don't. Right. I think I'm saying be careful, but yeah, you can't. You have one or two before you shouldn't be driving. If I have two. 
and sometimes I end up having two just socially for because I got people I got to drop in on for right. business, and that might be at two p.m. or over a lunch. You know, I'll, right, get, right. I'll get a cup of soup and just a short beer. But if I if I meet somebody like I met T, he vet checked me on on Monday. Right. So I had two with him, and I called Megan. I was like, Hey, can can you go get G from daycare before we even started? Correct. Because like, if I have two. I don't want to be that kind of compromised to have my kid in the car. Absolutely. Like, and two, I'm very comfortable with two, but I don't want, I want to be CDL out there. I want to be like a truck driver. I want no issues. I don't know where I was going, but I started with abuse. No, it it really does tie in because what I was getting at is it's having that addict and it really does tie in. If you kind of track and having the addictive personality to where it leads to abuse and you can have addictive personality in different things. And we're explaining how somebody with an addictive personality and abuse still takes the simplest thing. It could be alcohol. It could be caffeine. It could be marijuana. It could be sugar. It could be sugar because it, there's so many examples. It could be pornography. For sure. It could be sex, which is a little bit different than porn addiction. I would say they're completely different addictions. Com- completely. Not that we need to go into it, but yes, there are. there's so many different things, right, that you can go into as far as addict personalities, abusing things, and taking it from, okay, well, I'm not – Again, let's use my brother, for instance. While I'm not doing heroin and meth and speed, I'm just marijuana now. Like, I'm not I'm not drinking. Because he got when he got out and he rolled into this really perfect situation with his soon-to-be wife, or now wife, her family's comfortable. She's comfortable. She took him out of prison into a very stable environment. If he didn't have her, he'd be right back in fucking jail. I'd, I'd bet money on it. So what can he do? What can he do? He doesn't drink because they've had issues with him drinking and how he acts. So now he smokes mm-hmm. marijuana to keep him calm because he doesn't know how to be a fucking adult. Again, there's a lot more to him, but essentially he was smoking to stay calm. He has a son. I have a nephew. He doesn't know how to handle that motherfucker. Sorry, I, I don't want to say his son's a motherfucker. I apologize. He doesn't know how to handle him. Now he's probably a little motherfucker. He's a motherfucker, ain't he? I don't know. No, <laughs> I, don't, I really don't know. If he's anything like him, yeah, probably. Um, but he doesn't know how to handle them. You know what I'm saying? So what does he do? He smokes weed. That's awesome for the medicinal side of it, right? To calm, to function. But now he's taking it to the point to where he's got to add wax and he's doing dabs because he has to take it because of his addictive personality. He wants more. So th- everything we've been talking about it really does tie in with each other, you know, and how people – and that's again, that's a coping thing for him. But then you got to watch how that cope and dealing with it can turn into something completely different. Yeah. How about the personality, though, of somebody, and there's a lot of people like this, who they go, I don't know, ooh, they they want to be with and pursue convicts, male and female. They, they, they for whatever reason, no matter, and it's crimes on all levels. Correct. So it's more the psychology of the, the person who wants to be with that, but they want to legitimately... I think in their soul, however twisted it may be, right. and I guess that would go with the level of crime. As I'm talking out of my ass, uh, the level of crime, uh, how much they want to help somebody, so how, they want to repair somebody or fix. Correct. Yeah, somebody. So I say I think that's one side of it, though. I think there's one side of it to where, like, for her, for it's also sense, extra humane. Correct. That there's that fix factor. I'm going to fix you, factor in it, but. Honestly, dude, I honestly agree that there's some motherfuckers out there that there's something attractive about somebody that breaks the law because there's motherfuckers out there that are getting with people like that that aren't trying to fix them. You know what I'm saying? Like, that I that I don't really, I don't understand that psyche. I really don't. 
you know, I, I understand helping people. I don't like the terminology fixing. Like, I would never want to fix somebody. I'm some the, people do. Some people, no, no, for sure, some people do. And that is, and that completely fits. Now, I'm saying me personally, I'm more about like, how can I help mentor you and guide you in the right way? I'm not trying to fix you. You got to do you and be a grown up. You know what I mean? I, that's, I think that's a lot of either Air Force or the type of personality who's drawn to Air Force leadership. I think, too, I grew up, my mom was very much a caretaker. She always took care of people. She took care of men in her life, and I take care of, like, my wife, right? Because that's her, that's how she grew up. The women take care of men. So I'm very much of a caretaker. I care about people. I never want to fix people because just because maybe, this is super judgmental, by the way. I'm just using this as an example. Me going, like, there's something wrong with you. Let me fix you is completely fucked up. I agree. Now, if I go to a mental hospital, which if, by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. If somebody ever needs to be admitted because they're struggling, they might need to be fixed. Right? Does that make sense? Like, there are two separate things. Helping and kind of fixing that person. If That's why they're in those institutions is to fix and slash help people. I think they want to fix. You can only fix yourself. Correct. But that's like you coming to me saying, hey, man, I'm struggling. I need I've help. Been, I need help. I can help give you examples and talk to you and be like, man, I've gone through similar situations. This is what I did. Um, maybe this may not work for you, but let's talk through it. What? Hey, if I can't help you, let's get a resource that can. What what I did, what I have done and ha- what I did, what I would do, not what you should do or what you need to do. Correct. And just listen. As I've gotten older, I remember saying before, well, you should do this. And I've gotten, as I've gotten older, especially being like a supervisor and more of a mentor to people, I don't like to say, well, you should do this. No. Do whatever you want. Do what you want. This is my opinion. Take it, take, take it with what you, I'm going to fuck this sentence up and I'm already messing it up. Think about it for a second. Be kind, be positive, work hard, do what you want. Ron Funches. Do what, do with it what you will. My opinion. I can give you advice. Take yeah, totally. Take, take and I will give it to you at any time. But it, it kind of needs to be solicited. You're in a little bit different position than me. You're, you can find yourself into where you just right. can schedule somebody to have a meeting with you because you're going to mentor them right now. For sure. Uh, I'm not currently. When the boys get older, yeah. I will be. And you get to do that as well. So right. I guess uh, from a, a parenting aspect, uh, yeah, I think that's a, a totally great way. To go about it, you need to. Um, oh well, hold on, wait, because I guess when we're talking, when we're just preaching, tre- preaching to the boys, somebody random out at, at a bar, a vet who's who's struggling, whomever that may be, a, a recruit, somebody wanting to buy a house, whatever that may be, uh, yeah, do with it what you will. Right. I think I there's, al- when there's always a the mentor kids, aspect. Though. Though. There's always a mentor. Everything you okay. just mentioned, there's mm-hmm. a mentorship aspect of that. Buying a house, you could. I'm going to tell you right now when when you help me out. You're going to be mentoring me and guiding me because I'm going to have a bajillion questions. I'm going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to be nervous. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be leaning on you. It's the same thing with the boys. It's going to be the same thing with the vet check. Somebody you talk to in a random bar that maybe you just ran into. Prime example. This episode of the podcast brought to you by Lopez Newton Realtors. Oh, my God. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm not knocking the hustle. So we went to a bar, and there was a female in there, and you could – I'm going to be a little 
Hundreds. Well, hold, hundreds. hold on. Are you talking something we did recently? Uh, are you talking? We were at a bar. No, me, me and the uh, me and the wife. Oh, okay. And oh, okay. Recently, I was being a little stereo. I got stereotyping a little bit. I could tell that she was probably a lesbian, right? Your server. No, she's just random chicken. Oh, bar. somebody at a bar. Okay, sorry. Yeah, somebody. Sorry. It's, yeah, it's cow pony. The, the ad came up, and when after the ad uh, uh, ran, I got a little flustered in the mind. So okay, so you're at the bar. It's cow pony. There's a patron there. You and Jesse, and she's clearly uh, likes women. Yes, and I was. She's a woman. Are you sure she's a woman? she's a woman? <sighs> she's a catch woman. Catch a lot of heat for that. I know. Gender and somebody out there like I that's know. 2019. Bro. She she verified. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah, she let me know. So we talked. And uh, <laughs> so the bar was dead. She was in there having a good time, a little bomber jacket on. And so I went up and said, hey, how are you? Let me buy you a drink. And I gave her a hug. And she just opened up talking about she lost her spouse last month or last no last year and like started crying. She's like, I really needed that tonight. She's like, thank you so much. And it was just like, just this shit like that. I do that all the time. And you I know, know you do too. I love that shit. Hit the fucking mic again. Stop bumping the mic. I know. So yeah, it's just little stuff like that, man. Just kind of like, what are you doing? Are you going to, how many times I'm going to hit the mic? Basement rules. Don't bump the mic. Glad you fucking showed me that an hour and a half into the goddamn podcast. You know the laws according to the rules. I'm not used to this looking across from each other and talking and the mic's right here comfortably and not... Poorly up sacks. Get off my dick. <laughs> we got right? a nice setup now. I know. We're just missing. Oh man, I, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm so stoked. No, that's a beautiful thing, and I. Lo- I, I love that stuff. I feel like I've. I've tried to. I tried to do that as much as possible. For sure. I feel like I have done that a lot throughout my life as well, and I know you have too. And I dig it. I fuck with you. I, I just love that idea. It's just reaching out. It's just paying paying it forward, even if all you have to pay forward is you know. Good notions, good vibes. For sure. A helping hand. Hey, can I get something for you off the top? Show me how, many, how often I've been asked that in my life. Like, hey, at the grocery store by, you know, an, an elderly individual or somebody in a cart. Uh, you know, yeah, sure. I could have been like, nah, you slob in that cart. Like, you should be in sh-. Like, that's a disgusting way to look at life and go through the Absolutely. world. So, I, yeah, with, greet you with a smile. Yeah, I, what do you need me to do? Oh, yeah. that's it? That's it. All you need me to do is use what I already have? And do that? And Just reach it? up and grab something because you can't reach it off the top shelf at the grocery store? I'm so happy to do that for you. Is there anything Absolutely. else? Can I, do, I, do you need me to come over and, and clean the top cabinets? Like, I'm not going to clean your whole house because I don't know you. But I'll come over and, like, clean, like, the top shelf if you need me to. Yeah. But but it all goes back to mental health. That's what I'm saying. Like, everything we just talked about relates back to some sort of mental health in some way, shape, or fashion. To we talk to somebody and we help them. And for the, for that moment... For that moment, we help them and impact their lives. You know what I mean? Um, and that's awesome. You know what I mean? That was really weird. It was weird. Nobody was moving. It's you. You fucking like did something. No. Would it be a dick? No. Oh, that's fine. I'm no, just gonna blame you. Anyways. I'm just gonna blame deny. you. Anyways. <laughs> that's so hilarious it's like wrap it up bitch let's go that's it let's get the fuck out of here yeah way to fucking end it what'd you push you did something I don't know what happened we're gonna let it ride out that was well played um, I, I think Megan has a button somewhere 
she was said, like, yo, y'all, I was trying to take a nap. <laughs> she all loud fuck. Shut the fuck up. I know Ian has to get out of here in 20 minutes. So y'all shut up the fuck down. That's awesome. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. I love you, bro. Hey, I love you too. Cheers, my friend. Yeah. Dude. That was funny. <laughs> no, I really don't know what happened. I don't either, but it was fucking hilarious. No, well, the beautiful part about it, though, I made the, uh... About the clap from last year. The, uh...